Radio, not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the morning radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Every day will be Sunday. On the other side. Yeah, on the other side, not here. But on the other side, every day will be Sunday. And we thank God for it this morning. We thank Him that He's coming back one day. And He's looking for that church without the spot of one. That Mr. Mansfield Turner every day will be Sunday on the other side. And I tell you, we look forward to that. I'm in a sick and tired being kind of sick and tired of the things that's happening in this whole world. Yeah, the things we have to see, you know, and pray for. And it's not a burden to pray for it, but many times, you know, this is not the way of God. And uh, he wished that none should perish. And we may try and witness to them and they don't want to hear what does say the They don't want to hear what God says. And so we just sometimes it grieves us, sometimes we cry over things because of what we see. I tell you, I on TikTok I, I, I have to come off because it is just too much. 
It is entirely too much. The devil is wide open. And the people don't see. He said when he returned, people would still be getting married. People would still be having babies. People still going to work, going to school. It's what they call business as usual. They'll still be doing the same thing. People are teaching their babies how to twerk uh, and all this kind of stuff and not paying attention, not uh, deciding to seek God, investigate to see if there is a God from a sincere heart. They're carrying on like he's not going to return. There really is no God. This is the way that they live their lives. You have those because they include scripture or they include God in a song or a rap or whatever. They think they're Christians and that they're really pleased in God. But I never know this morning, God just did not accept any and every old thing. Yeah. When we come to him, we come to him believing that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So daily we got to seek God. Daily we have to prepare for his return. We got to let our past go. Move on past that. And to the present with God. Because he have new things he desire of us. He have new things he want us to do. Yeah. He said forget the that are behind. And we have to press forward. Press towards the mark of the prize of high calling. We got to do something different. Because if we're doing the same old thing, we're going to get the same result. If ever to seek God now is that time, I'm telling you. Because I don't know if these are the United States of America anymore. I don't know that. All I know is they calling it the U.S. or they just call it simply America. Because the United States of America have lost something. They are no longer united. Yeah. There are many southern states that are still behind the times of helping people and, you know, teaching people how to come out of poverty and all of these bad places. Uh, they're not coming together in a way where they can relate to the people so that the people can become educated and, and know that low income is not the way. Every tub must sit on its own bottom. How long will you expect the government to provide shelter for you, provide food for you, you know, provide money for you? How, how long will this continue? Because it's been generation after generation after generation. And if we want something different, we have to do something. And many times the government is not coming in to educate you on where you can come out of this. You have to seek these things for yourself because the government is straight. <laughs> they're, they're not looking for housing. They're not looking for food. They're not looking for income. They already established that for themselves. How many times you've heard people say, 
Well, let's get that, that leadership uh, to take a pay cut. They're their pay, but they will cut yours. And there may be a day coming where there's no this and there's no that. What will you do? It brought me back to the place again, too. While we're preparing and waiting on God to return, we need to prepare our houses. You need to get food. You need to stock up water, tissue, cleaning supplies. I know we thought days were gone and we're back to normal and we just buy a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But you need to do that as often as you can, even if it's monthly. You need to store up for yourself the things that you would need, non-parish items. If you have children in the home, you want to get dried milk so that you can have milk for your children. Yeah. And you want to look into the way that you can store things. I, I see a lot of things you can vacuum pack on your own with just a plain, simple uh, Ziploc bag. You put it in water, leave the top open, and as you're putting it down, you know, get it down in the water, then you seal the top in a vacuum pack, whatever you put in there. Some things you can store in water for a very long time. Yeah. So we need to go back to looking into these things. Go back to looking into what you're going to need. Yeah. In the event that you can't get groceries, they told me that they're asking the farmers to receive three times much as they usually would make make to stop planting crops, to stop planting and making food to be delivered to grocery stores. So if all of this starts to take place, how will you eat? Do you have a garden? If you have room in your in your yard to plant, I would crop and freeze or whatever I need to do. And then even with the freezing, you know, you never know. So we may need to can some stuff, put it in jars, and start investigating stuff, you know, start looking up stuff that we can be prepared that if this stuff takes place, because we don't know if the United States belong to the United States anymore, if there's really a United States. Because like I say, it says U.S. and they say America. So we want to start preparing uh, for these things and preparing for the return of Almighty God. And if we're doing these things, we don't have time to get ourselves in trouble with living like the world. God has called many of us. We're still sitting down. We're still wondering when, how, and all of this, and God has already uh, showed you or told you or sent someone to tell you what you need to do. But then in a lot of cases, he calls some of us, but we're not ready because we really don't have faith enough in God. We have more faith in what we see in the world and, and more faith in what our flesh wants. But today is that day to go back to the old past and take a look around. And remember this, this is our topic for today. Recording your own movie daily. Remember this, you're recording your very own movie daily. 
You're the producer, the director, the leading actor. You're all of that in your own movie. Because one day God is going to play this movie back. And what will he see? And we won't be able to deny it because we'll know that is us. Every word and every deed we have to give an account of. So now is the time to start preparing and stop being concerned about what the world says and what the world is doing. We're peculiar people. We're not like everybody else. We're not doing what everybody else is doing. We're not talking the way everybody else is talking. We are forgiving, word-walking, spiritual-walking people. He said in his word, be ye holy, for I am holy. And I asked the Lord to help me to pray more, and I found myself praying more, even yesterday. And that's a beautiful thing, talking to him more. And I said to myself, I don't care what I'm talking to him about as long as I'm talking to him, as long as I'm communing with him. I might be asking for something. I may not be asking for something. I may be just telling him something. It does not matter as long as I keep an open line of communication with him. Because I'm telling you, you know, not a day, not an hour, and he will return. He didn't tell us this because if he told us, we would know what day to get ready. He wants us to get ready every day. We're going to a great wedding. And anybody know when you prepare for a wedding, you just don't wear any and every old thing to a wedding. It's more of a formal. Most times it's a formal event. So we get our dresses and our gowns and our shoes and everything, hair done and nails done and all this stuff. Men get their suits uh, prepared and their shirts and ties and shoes shine or new shoes and haircuts and all of this stuff because we're going in to look our best. So he don't want to return and you're preparing for the wedding. He wants you to have everything ready to go. Uh, uh, women, your, your, your dress match your shoes. Your shoes match your purse. You know, you, you prepared for this. You didn't wait until the last minute. Because Ken was wise, if we remember, and, and, and five was wise and five was foolish. And the foolish had to go and get their oil. And when they returned, the door was shut and the wedding was going on. They missed out. We don't want to miss out. We want to have our work done. And it's not the work that's going to save us. God saved us because of his grace and his mercy, most of all, his love for us. But he said the harvest is plenteous and the labors are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more labor. But how about the labor he called and chose us for, each of us? Yeah, we, we, we have a, a charge to keep and a God to glorify the day. So we got to get up from setting down. Look, what if set down on us? Let's imagine this now. You praying to him and he's sitting down doing everything else but looking at and hearing your prayers. He don't even hear your prayers because he's somewhere else doing something else that does not concern the world. He could care less about what's going on. How do you feel? 
How would you feel if you went to him to repent and he wasn't there? Huh? How would you feel? So today, we don't want to turn our backs on God talking about us. We want to prepare for his return. And I know you say, well, the world's still going on like it always, and that's what the words say. They will still be getting married. They will still be having children. Women will still be pregnant. You know, folk won't be still going to school and still want all of this stuff. And he parted that sky. How would we look? When we stand before him, what would your movie show God? My goodness, from Zion. When he plays your movie, what will he see? What will you see? Because from all the way back from day one when you said I do with him, when you went to the altar and asked him to forgive you, you went to the altar and told him you was a sinner and you realized that. And now you need him to forgive you. Come into your heart and live forever. From forward, what will he see? Because before that, that's gone. He forgave him. Put all your ugliness in the sea of forgetfulness. But after that day, what will God see about you? Will he see love in your heart? See that you love others and you was a blessing to them. Will he see selfishness? What will he see? We have to consider these things every day. Because this world is not the same. It has become wickeder and wiser. Even in in the church building, they call it. They call it the church. The building. It has become a building of entertainment. It has become a place where people acting as if they're God. And people run into the pastors, and they're not running to the altar to God. They're looking for the pastor to deliver them. They're looking for the pastor to give them what only God can. And that's a huge set free from any and everything that's holding you bound, that's holding you captive. You can't deliver you. Only God can. And see, when we begin to depend on these people they let us down. They are not God. They're not always hearing from him. Uh-uh. That's what they think. The scripture says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. We got to get with God and get to know him. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. Again, if ever there's a time, draw nearer to God to to begin to prepare to seek God. That time is right now. Right now. We don't want to wait another day. We want to get back to the secret closet. We want to get back to praying in season and out of season. We want to get back to remembering no matter what the blessings God and miracles God have sent our way, we yet back in the closet because we yet need direction from Almighty God who have all the power. Yeah. I'm not telling you not to hear your pastor. I'm not telling you not to support your pastor. But be careful. 
main support is in God. We support him more than we support that word. We support prayer. And we love. Not as the world loves. Because people won't understand. The world won't love this. Well, they did you wrong and you still love them, yes. Even said to pray for them, that it's spitefully used. So many times you're going to have to get by yourself. Family won't be there with you. Because they don't understand. Many believe in an eye for an eye and a two for a two when God says we got to forgive. And you got to forget. Yes, you do. He forgave and forget. Somebody said, well, I'm not God. Well, you got to be like his son to go back with him. Yeah, you got to look like his son. You got to let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. He forgave them. They done beat him raggedy. Made him carry his own cross. Think of this now. He weak, bloody, and they got somebody to help him carry his cross up Calvary's hill. When he got up there, they stretched him out on the cross and nailed him to it, hand and feet. Hung him up. And before it was all said and done, pierced him in his side, put a crown of thongs on his head. That hurt. And he yet suffering right there. He's yet suffering. And said we had to forgive. While he was up there suffering, he asked the Father to forgive them because they knew not what they were doing. And we got to do the same thing, Lord, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them, Lord. But instead, we get angry. Kill them, God. Strike them down. Let them die. Let them suffer. Let them, because we don't have forgiveness in our hearts. We don't know how to forgive. But yet, if we do something wrong, we want someone to forgive us, and we really want God to forgive. But he said in his word, if we don't forgive, he can't forgive us. So daily, we are recording our own movie. And you you may not feel, guys, you may not see, but you are the one that's recording your own movie. And you're the leading actor. And according to what role you're playing, because you have many more roles to play. Sometimes you may have to be the preacher. Sometimes you may have to be the nurse. You may have to be the doctor. Sometimes you may have to be the evangelist. Other times, you even have to be the prophet. You may have to be the apostle. You may have to be the preacher, the minister, the pastor, the bishop, the deacon. Whatever position is needed, you, you, you have to step right up and do it. This lady was sharing a story that she married at an early age, had a daughter at 19. And she could sing. And so she is a juke joint. Yeah, and she said she would go in and sing, and they would be dancing and drinking beer. She was a church girl. She'd come out to church. But when she got married, this is what her husband enjoyed, so she went with her husband. He knew she could sing, so he went up and talked to the people, and, you know, they knew she could sing, and so every week they had her to come and sing. Well, one weekend they ended up uh, singing and partying and everything, 
and this man falls out in the floor. And they thought he was dead. But eventually somebody come and they got him back to life. And she said he started crying, calling for his mama and asking people to pray for him in the judgment. And she said, it come to shame of me before man, I would be ashamed of you before my father. So she said she went down to him and told him, I'll pray with you. And she, you know, went down and prayed a silent prayer with him. You see that? You never know. You never know when to show up at. You never know when he's returning. We don't know what can happen to us. This is why we don't, we be careful how we treat people. Because the person you treated the worst may be the one who have to come and give you a glass of water. You never know. These may be the people you, your last days, you end up staying with the one. Because they're the only ones that say, I'll take care of you. My door is open to you. But all along, you never liked these people, really. You were fake. You didn't care for them. You talked a good game. And when you could, you talked behind their back and did them dirty. But these are the same people that will have to come to your rescue. Be careful. Yeah. I taught my children that. I taught Sha- mainly Shantae, too. Because I would always tell her, I said, be careful with that now. Because of the, the particular job she had, probation officer, investigator, I said, you be careful. And yet God's people. And if God puts you in there, you got a special job to do. Where everybody else is sending folks to jail and doing them wrong, you got to have compassion. You got to be led by the Spirit of God. I know they got rules for you to follow, and you follow those rules because you agreed to follow. But whatever God says, let God's word be true, and every man be a liar. Because the one that's on probation, the person that have to pick you up off the sidewalk, maybe the person that have to come when you had an accident and give you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to revive you back to living. You never know. You could be in a store shopping and the one you done investigated and passed an ugly sentence on, you pass out in the store. This is the person that come and tell the people, I know her, she worked for this place. Contact them. They'll have more information on her while the rescue is coming so they can give the rescue or the ambulance what they need for you. We got to be careful. But we act like this is our last stop. This world, we many of us act like this is our last stop. After this stop, there's no more. But I'm here to tell you this morning, after this stop, there's another stop. And that will be your last stop. That second stop, stop. Because it will determine where you spend eternity. And I know people don't believe it. They don't want to hear about it. They don't like it. Folk just want to hear the good. Folk just want to hear God is working miracles. Folk just want to hear God is giving me today. He's blessing me. Folk just want to hear I'm going to be able to get past this. He's going to do this. That's all they want to hear. 
But at this stop, there's that last stop that determines where we spend eternity. And there are only two places that you can go. It's heaven or hell. And people don't believe that. And people don't believe once they get saved, they can backslide. They believe even in a backslidden state, when God comes back, he's going to take you, no sir and no ma'am. Now, he said he was married to the backslider, but if you don't repent and come out, come back to God, you don't belong to him. And he said this in his word. We belong to him if we obey him. If we don't obey him, we're not of his because we're disobedient children, and he's not going to own disobedience. He loves us. Yes, he does. But he won't lie for us, I can tell you that. You got a lot of them out here teaching, once saved, always saved. But I found this in the book of Revelation. He can erase your name out the Lamb Book of Life. And if you're disobedient, you don't believe your name is not in that book. Yeah, he removed it. Now, if we come back, your name can go back in the book. But we got to be being holy because he's holy. We got to come back wanting to do it his way. And I'm going to tell you, it's not, a, it's not a, a, a morning message where we and shout and scream and yeah, thank you, Jesus, and dance. It's, it's not that kind. It's a message that our hearts should not be heavy, but we, this is the message we should be jumping and shouting on. We should be rejoicing because we yet have a chance to get it right with God. We yet have a chance to seek him with our whole heart. And Lord, show me the way. Teach me your way. Teach me how to be holy because you're holy. Father, let this mind be in me that was also in your son, Christ Jesus. And God will do just that for us. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to prayer, and when we come out of prayer, we're coming back with another song. And after this song, we're coming back with our scripture and our message for today. Yeah, and that message for today is recording your movie daily. Recording your movie daily. You can't go off my movie. He's going off your movie. For me, he's not going off your movie, he's off my movie. Hallelujah. And so we just want to seek God with our whole heart. This, if ever there was a time when we know is that time. I know you heard it before, but I'm telling you, it's time to seek God and to get real with him, to get stable with him and stay in a stable place. Whatever, if we got to tie our hand up, whatever it's to stay and remember to stay in a stable place with him. This is what we got to do. I put rubber band around my finger. I put string around my finger before because I needed to remember scripture and I needed to walk according to the word of God. Ah, yeah. Hallelujah. So let's pray this morning. And uh, Brother Lewis says that uh, he visited Sherry and she's much better for having trouble lifting her legs. And I, he said she needs to be able to go up two steps from the living room into the rest of the house and step up over uh, the bathtub to shower. So we're going to pray 
about the lifting, yeah, for Sherry this morning. And we pray that uh, Sister Samoa was blessed on yesterday because she went to, uh, you know, send her daughter home, you know, celebration. And so we want to lift her up in prayer this morning as well. And uh, those that are sick and those that are going through, we want to pray for them today. And uh, we want to pray that we'll remember God, hallelujah, and to seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, and to trust him. Yeah, believe what he said and trust him. Hallelujah. Prepare, prepare. We're preparing for his return. We're preparing food and water and tissue and whatever we are going to need. We're going to prepare for that as well. Hallelujah. God sent a message for a reason. And many times he sent a message and we get down. Well, we should get lifted up. And the reason we get lifted up, he's given us a chance so that we can survive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And whatever the Lord bring our way. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for another Monday morning. Thank you for another week starting, God, another week beginning. You're our God, your almighty God who have all power. There's no higher power. We come thanking you this morning for your love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for his suffering. Thank you for his hanging and bleeding and dying and conquering all and rising with all power. We thank you that we have a right to the tree of life this morning. We thank you for every promise and every opportunity that you presented to us. We come this morning knowing that there's none like you. And Father, today we come before the altar and we bow down to you and ask this morning that you would fix our hearts and that you would regulate our minds. Father, you know about each of us. You made us for your pleasure. You know what we need to do to become holy because you're holy. You know what we need to do to repent and what we need to repent for. Father, help us today to become your people to become good children before excellent parents. Help us today in the name of Jesus, we ask. We ask this morning, Father, that you will let this mind be in us that was also in your son, Christ Jesus. Help us not to judge today unfairly, O oh God. Help us not to be against anyone. Help us to love our enemies. Pray for those that despitefully use us. Father, help us to forgive quickly in the name of Jesus. And Father, we need you to help us with these things because without you, we can do nothing. Father, we ask that your spirit would stir up in us, lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake. Father, we ask this morning that you would every caller and every listener, every household representative, every family member, every friend, those that are near and far. But, Father, you're almighty God. You're able to do it. Is there anything too hard for you? My answer is no. Hallelujah. Our answer is no this morning. Father, we ask that you would heal those that are sick here today. Lord, suffering God, aches and pains, and just don't feel well. Father, touch and heal this morning in the name of Jesus. You hear all manner of sickness and disease. We ask this morning that you would heal 
us mentally and physically, God, and spiritually this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask today that you would keep our hearts and, and keep our minds straight today. We need you, oh God. We can't make it without you. Many things we forget, but Lord, if you bring it to our remembrance, we can do it in the name of Jesus. As you strengthen us, help us today, oh God. Father, bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. Father, we ask this morning that you would bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, Israel and Jerusalem. Have mercy this morning. American leadership of America. Our brothers and sisters, bless this morning, Father, as only you can do. You have the power. There's none like you. We bring Sherry before you this morning, and God, we bring her lifting. She can't lift, and she needs to get up two steps and step over to get in the tub to shower. I ask that you would heal Sherry today, that you would loosen up the stiffness in that hip, oh God, in her leg, in her knee, even in her feet, God, move this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Heal today, oh God. Thank you. We know you're able. You made it. You know all about it today, God. Do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. And that she would praise your Father. We bring Sister Simone before you this morning. And we ask, Lord, that you would strengthen her and bless her as her week began. Lord, Saturday she went to send her daughter off in celebration. And we ask that, Lord, everything went well. Everything Everything went well for her. And Lord, lead and guide her this week. Clarity in her mind and her heart, oh God. Let her look to you to the hills from where her help. Father, all of her help comes from you. You made the heavens and the earth. And Father, many here this morning are going through. And some sad because of the message of the day. But Father, stir up the minds of your people. Give them joy, peace, and happiness that you've given us another chance to get it right with you, that you come back to remind us of the things that we need to do so that we won't perish and we won't be lost. We thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And, Father, we love you today. For it was you who first loved us. We appreciate you. We're grateful unto you. For, Father, again, there's none like you. Help us today to get it right with you. Help us to see you. And help us to have joy, peace again, and happiness in you, O oh God. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. You are our all in all. You're all we have. And you're more than enough. For Lord, I ask that you would stir up the gifts in us. Help us to prepare for your return and stay stable in the preparation. Father, open doors and make ways that, God, we find food to store so that whatever come our way, we'll be straight, God. We'll, we can live a little bit longer. We bind up every evil and hindering and negative spirit that's coming our way of Jesus. Anything that's not of God, anything that's not of Jesus, we bind it up and cast it back to the pits of hell in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we loose lessons and miracles upon each of us in the name of Jesus. 
your blessings and your miracles only upon each of our lives, upon each of us, our homes, our families, our friends, in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And Father, we ask it all this morning in your son Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you for hearing us. We thank you for answering us. We thank you for being real in our lives. We thank you that you care for us. We thank you that you're more than the whole world against us. We thank you that you look beyond us and meet our needs. Oh, we're thankful this morning. We're grateful unto you. Father, we appreciate it today. Hallelujah. We love you. We love you today. For it was you who first loved us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for being our mediator who carry our petition to Almighty God. We thank you for the Holy all that carry our groanings that can't even be uttered. We thank you today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, His Majesty. Oh, we thank you this morning. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We can't thank you. Hey, we can't thank you enough, Father, for there's none like you. Yet looking beyond us, yet meeting our needs. Are you yet hanging the sun in the sky and the moon at night? Yet changing the season, and we thank you. You yet bless us with a roof over our head, food on the table, clothes on our back, Father, shoes on our feet, even transportation, even two or three dollars in our checking account. We thank you this morning, God. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. What more can you do? Father, you laid the foundation. You opened up the way. Hallelujah. What more can you do? Help us to come wholeheartedly, God, and stay and stay with you. Don't let our minds wander out, but help us to keep our mind on you, that you'll keep us in perfect peace. In the name of Jesus, again, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All glory to his majesty. <laughs> thank you, Father. Mm, we thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Father, have your way here. Moved by your spirit, day. Bless each and every each and every listener, God. Those coming through the archives and the podcast. Father, move by your spirit here today. Never before, oh God. Let the spirit move. Nothing of me but all of you this day. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Again, we ask it all, Father, this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, yeah, he's an on-time God. Over and over and over again. He's an on-time God. And we love him today. Because of all he has done for us, what he's doing right now, and what he's going to do. Hallelujah. When I think back where he brought me from, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to this one. And when we come back, we're coming back with our morning scripture.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Luther Barnes, and spirit fall down. We need it fresh upon us. We need a fresh new anointing from heaven. Yeah, you know how seasons change? And I like for God to send his spirit and change me. Yeah, he's the one that's doing the changing like the seasons. Because, see, in this season, it's this way. And he has sent the anointing so that I could be that way for that season. The next season is a different season. I can't be the way I was in the last, the same way I was in winter. I can't be that way in the spring. It's got to change. So I need him to send his spirit fresh upon me in each season that I can see clearly. I can hear clearly from him. I can understand clearly what he would have me to do. And when I'm not sure, standing. I'm not going to move. I'm going to stand. And after standing, I'm going to stand some more. Hallelujah. I'm standing on this solid rock. His word. It won't be in. It won't give in. It's going to do what God sent out for it to do. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. We thank him this morning. So listen, our topic of today is this, recording every daily. And what's happening is this. Every word we say, every deed, every action, every activity from that last date, that we went to the altar with him and asked him to come into our hearts and live. Ever since then, your movement began. Because past that backwards, in your past, that's been wiped away. If you went to the altar and asked God to forgive you, that's what he did. Yeah, that's what he did for you. We just have to have the faith to believe that's what he did. Because I know some people go every week to get saved. No, you're not believing. <laughs> you're not believing that God saved you. He saved you at the altar when you asked him to. He came into your heart to live forever. But after that day, what took place? Where did we go? Are are we like the, everybody else? We criticize folks because we think we got, got something that we didn't even continue to seek so that it could grow in us. Because I teach people now that you receive the Lord, go, be fruitful, and multiply. What I mean by that, go get in the word and stay in the word and have patience for God to move. Stay in your prayer closet. He's going to teach you something, and I take them right back those of us that believe, we must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Because somewhere along the line, we got off the path of seeking him. We started seeking a wife. We started seeking a husband. We started seeking children. Uh, if we already got that, we started seeking stuff and things because somebody told us that he's a supplier of not only needs, but he's our shepherd and we shall not want. So we put more energy into seeking what would take care of the flesh more than we put energy into seeking what would take care of his spirit in us. Because if you don't feed your body, you're going to die. If you don't give it water, you're going to die. Same thing with your spirit man. 
If you don't feed that spirit man the word of God, if you don't feed the spirit man love and attention, you don't feed the spirit man faith and trust, he can't stay. You done malnutrition him out. He wasn't getting enough vitamins and nutrients and minerals to stay. And this is why when folks tell me once saved, always saved, no, no. I can't go back to the dope selling world. I can't go back to the horn world. Huh? I can't go back to lying, stealing, and cheating, smoking marijuana. I can't go back there. The spirit man will malnutrition. It will die because I'm not giving them no giving it no substance. I'm giving everything else what it needs, but I'm not taking care of the spirit man. Now I ask them to come in there and live forever. But I got to continue to seek him with my whole heart. Nothing comes before him. He should get the first fruit of everything concerning me. I, I don't understand love because I've never been loved. I, I, I didn't, my mama didn't love me, dad. I, I don't know. I got to go to him and ask him to show me what love is. I, I, I don't know how to forgive. I'm not looking for the preacher to teach me how to forgive. I'm going to him, the one who said to forgive, and ask him to teach me how to forgive, and be prepared for the teachings that he give me to obey. Because a lot of times we ask God for stuff when the instructions come, we back out of it because our flesh is going to hurt. Whatever we need is what the preacher should be teaching. We go to God. Oh, you can come to me and ask me questions and we'll get in the book. We'll pray and get in the book. Uh, if God is uh, uh, using my mouth, we'll do that however he's moving. Sometimes it may just be prayer and a scripture, and that's it. But we're going to him for all we need. Lord, teach me how to keep my mind on you so I can be in peace. Teach me how to walk in the spirit that I don't fulfill the lust of my flesh. Teach me, Lord, not to be a judgmental Christian. And teach me, Lord, so that I can understand I can't do these things on my own. I can't stop me from doing nothing. For without you, I can do nothing. I need you to come in and teach me and show me how to do these things. God, you called me to something. Or you may have chosen me for something. I need you to come in and teach me. I need you to come in and show me. I heard what the people said. I told you about the times when me and some friends would be going to the weed man. And they were so old oh, and tent up over there. They, they under the tent. Let's go see what they're doing. Now, I don't want to go under no tent. Now, come on now. Let's go on down here. This boy say he got a fat sack for us. We ain't, go, we ain't going over there fooling with them people. Why? 
I say because time I hit the door, they could be up preaching. They're going to stop and say, come here, baby. Me pray for you, and then they're gonna tell me God called you to something. God, you're chosen. I don't want to hear that today. I'm going down here, read man saying about this fat sack now, and told you, let's go. They'll keep on now. We ain't going down there. Which gone on there? We going under this tent and see what's going on. As soon as I hit the door, it's on and popping. Come here, baby. Let me pray. See, I didn't want to hear that. But we got to go to God because we can't stop ourselves. We're going to want to continue on in the fun life. But May the 24th, 2021, time out for the fun life in the world. Get fun life in Jesus. It's fun when I sing and praise. It's a good time in that. I can get high praise and worship, never have a hangover, never be sick, never lose a part of my brain. Brain dead and them cells not coming back. I don't have to go through that. We want to stay with songwriter wrote a song that says, who's on the Lord's side? If we for him, it should show when I tell you we're recording our movie daily and we have the leading role in our own movie. See, I can't blame Angela Bassett for playing me in the movie. I can't blame her. She won't be a leading actor in this role. When I sing praises unto the Lord, I can't blame Dorothy Norwood. For missing any notes in the song. It's not Dr. Norwood that's performing, it's me. And I gotta do it from my heart. I can't do it from my lips. Because my lips and my heart must line up together unto God. Because if it does not, he hearing what I'm saying, but he's seeing what I'm doing. And if what I'm saying and what I'm doing is two different things, he knows a lot. And these are his words, not mine. A liar won't tarry in his sight. Hallelujah. We're looking at Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. And in here it's about the husband and wife. But it yet let us know about the church. Yeah. The opening words, uh, so that he might, in the first part of Ephesians 5 and 27, as cited in the question, indicate that the verse is referring to something described in the immediate preceding verses that Jesus did in order to be able to present the Christian church to himself with no spot, wrinkle, or blemish of sin. That something as described in Ephesians 5, 25 and 26 was that Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Yeah. So look, let's look at Ephesians 5. It starts off like this in verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, 
Anybody know when a child loves somebody, they, they'll follow them to the bitter end? I've had children, when I go around, they don't want me to leave, and if I got to leave, they want to go with me. Where are you going? I said, well, I got to go run some errands. What kind of errands? <laughs> well, I got to go here and I got to go there. Can we go? No, baby, y'all can't go because where I'm going, they, you know, they don't allow children in there or I can't take children. Oh, we want to go, please. I, I've been in situations where they say, where you going? I'm going home. Can I go home with you? I said, no, because when I get home, I got work to do. I'll help you. you. You can't help me with this, baby. Well, can I come tomorrow? As dear children, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Is he good to you? Have you you taste to see that God is good? If he's good to you, do you want to follow him? I'm talking about everywhere he's going. Do you want to follow him? Do you want to follow him? From Genesis to Revelation. Do you want to follow his spirit? Do you want his spirit to lead and guide you so you can follow him better? What is it you you want to do concerning God? Because this is what his word said. I I didn't say it. You can't hold it against me. I, I, I wasn't there when he inspired man to write it. But he said, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. In verse 2, look at what he says. <laughs> and walk in love. Oh, wait a minute, Barbara. But, but Barbara, see, you don't understand, Barbara. They, they cussed me out. Yeah, Brother Mike, come on, come on. <laughs> come on, Brother Mike, we going. Yeah. He said, and walk in love. Look now, walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and sacrifice for sweet smelling savor. Look at this. Walk in love. How will people know that you are of God? How will they know? Because you're not mean. You don't you, you don't have a mean look on your face. You, you have a pleasant look. There's just something about you. I told you a while back, when I go in these different appointments and in these different places, I got to be careful because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm walking in love. I'm happy. I don't really have a care in the world if I tell the truth because I take my burdens to him and leave them there and walk away obeying him. So if we're walking in love, we care about even the world, the people in the world. We care about them. Why is that, Barbara? Because he wished that none should perish. We see what they're doing, and we know there's a better way. We know that they can come and record a different kind of movie because the movie that they're recording now is truly a horror. It's truly a horror movie that you're recording when you're not recording according to the word of God. When, when, when you're not pleasing God in your everyday life, 
when it's your thing and you're doing what you want to do. And nobody can tell you who to sock it to. Let me tell you something. It's a horror movie. It's Fright Night. It's scary. Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and faith. Now tell me he didn't do it something that believed. Tell me he didn't offer himself as a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. Huh? The fragrance was wonderful. Because the father got to see that the son loved him. The father got to see that not only did the son love him, but he loved us. And that he would obey the father to the bitter end. When I've gone on down to verse 3, it says, but fornication, all, A-L-L, that's a big word. Do you know how much all covers and all uncleanness or covetousness? Let it not be once named among you as becometh the saints. This is when we sustain ourselves in him. This is when we stay in him. This is when we remember that he's a holy and we must be holy. This is when we remember it's his way or no way. When we remember we got to let this flesh die so that God can live. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as the coming saints. You went to the altar. You said, I do. You said, come into my heart and live forever. These are the requirements. This is what calls us to diligently seek him so that he can reward us with taking the desire of fornication out of us. Now, he don't take the desire to to, to have a relationship with your husband, to do benevolence unto your husband sexually. No, not not the husband and the wife. This is for unmarried folk. Yeah. Yeah. All uncleanness, anything that I'm not doing that's clean before the Lord. If I'm jealous of somebody, I'm envious of somebody, I want what you got. And I'm upset that I don't have it, all kind of foolishness. Don't let this be once named among you. The people of God, the saints of God, the children of God, the believers, don't let it be named there. You can be a Christian, the true follower of Christ. You didn't go out just to see what he was doing. You didn't go out to report back to others, to the wrong people. No, you you went out to get the teachings from him so that you can obey, so that you can please Almighty God. Help us today, Lord Jesus. In verse 4, neither filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving. See, we're not wasting our time uh, 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 with foolishness. There's a time and a place for everything. We're not doing all kind of ugly things, filthy things. I'm not doing to my husband what the word said for me not to do, even in the bedroom. Whatever God said is clean, this is what we're doing. 
If we go back to the book of Genesis, he laid some rules down, not just the Ten Commandments, but he laid some other things down back there that let us know these things are still in effect. It was written for our learning, and we learned from that, so we're not going to do it concerning being saints of God, children of God, the people of God, the believers, the true Christians, the true followers of Christ. We're not doing all this kind of stuff. We're careful. Because the eyes of the Lord is in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. So he knows when we're doing filthiness. He knows when we're doing foolish talking. I've seen the ushers and the deacons play together in his house talking crazy. I've seen married couples in his house, even the pastor, talking foolish talk in the sanctuary. Nor just joking in his house, joking in the pulpit. No, 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 no. Let's don't do that. Which are not convenient. It's a time and a place for everything. Now, if I get on here and, and I say a couple of things and we laugh, okay, this is not his house. This is not the pulpit, although this is his. But I, in the holy place of the pulpit where you're pulling folks out of hell, but rather giving a thanks. Take that time in the sanctuary. Take that time when you got time to praise God. You get together like an Andrea Spinner and you're praising God. Yeah. You don't want to talk about foolishness. She even told me I have to be careful what even I say about my husband. Huh? <laughs> so foolish talking. Yeah. Which is not convenient, but rather giving a thanks. Yeah. Five says, but this ye know that no homonger nor unclean person, I'm going to go back to that, that no homonger nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater, has an inheritance, the kingdom of Christ and of God. Listen, we're not flipping and flopping from one person to the other that we're not married to. And people think they call the prostitute whores. Now, they're not, they, they could be that too, but a whore lay for fun. The prostitute lay for money. Yeah, the whore lay for fun and the prostitute lay up for money. So that no homemonger, not unclean person, unclean per- yeah, somebody doing in and every old thing. They lying, they cheating, they stealing, they selling dope, among many other ugly things. They unclean. God can't use uncleanness. Not covetous man who is an idolater. See, I I I, I can't worship that car. I can't worship the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. I can't put no other thing before God. That job, my children, my husband, my thing is before God. Because I'm pleasing my flesh more than I'm pleasing God. Oh, I go to church. I said I'm a Christian, didn't I? Well, where did you get saved? Well, the pastor told me to come down there. I went down there for altar call, but to get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you of your sins, you realize you've been living unclean. 
you, 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 you realize what you've been doing. And you ask him to come into your heart and live. Well, I don't know about that. And some people did it, but they didn't seek God afterwards. They, 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 they had a, a feeling, a, a, an experience in the church building. And they went down there, but they didn't fully do what they needed to do. They had big things. They didn't repent. They didn't. They, no covetous man who is an idolater. What are we putting before God today? I was putting TV. Boy, look here. I was in here in the movies, after movies, after movies, all just enjoying myself. Cut it off. <laughs> Turn it off. Now get the word and, and, and let's get some prayer going. What, what are we putting before God? Because, see, I had prayed a prayer a long time ago. Lord, that I, I wanted to come a day when I could just lay back and watch movie after movie. And he done did that so many times for me. And I'm just going to keep it going. That movie time, I could take that to praise him. That movie time, I could take that to study him. It's not like Netflix. It, it, it's not like pure flick. It's not like to buy or none of that is going away. On demand going to be there. Prime going to be there. And so many other, oh, they got so much. See, because the devil is the prince of the air, and if he can keep you busy with TV game playing, what they got now? The Xboxes and, and the, the, the game. If he can keep you wrapped up in that, he'll keep you from praying. He'll keep you from studying the word of God for yourself. But he said, all this right here have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. If this was you, that's why he shut it down. You, you're going to stay with me or you, you're going to stay over there with the, uh, the TV? You, you, you're going to stay over there with harsh lands or, or, or what you're going to do. Anybody seen that movie? That was a nut. I had no clue he was going to I was like, what? But see, it show us what's out here. You're an FBI agent around here smoking angel dust. You, you're an FBI agent around here take popping mind. You're an FBI agent around here smoking uh, weed, marijuana. Drinking and driving, selling uh, uh, illegal guns, robbing people. Come on now. Let you know what's out here. The police pull you over and he hides. You don't even know it. And you talking back crazy to a man that ain't even in his right mind or a woman that's not in hers. If your hand is in the lion's mouth, if you're smart, you'll ease it out. Because if you try to snatch it off, out, he's going to bite it off. And might get the arm too. Six says, let no man deceive you with vain words. Don't do it. Vain words. Because see, they got some stuff always, once saved, always saved. They'll tell you some stuff now. And if you don't go to God and go to the word for yourself, praying for understanding, praying for knowledge and wisdom, you're going to be messed up. They got all kind of sayings now. All you got to do is believe and that's it. Well, many went to the altar and believed that Sunday, but when they got up, they went back out there and guess what? 
The devil choked it out, some of them. The weeds come up and choked it out of them. Some of them, it didn't fall on good ground. It fell on stony ground. It couldn't get down and then take root. Yeah. So let no man deceive you with vain words. Oh, it sounds good. It sounds easy if I do it this way. Oh, yeah. See, I. I can be in God this way. Yeah, I'm good to go. I still can I still can do that. No ma'am and no sir. He said we come any other way than through the door, we come as a kind of robber. There's no getting around it. There's no getting around living right. There's no getting around living holy. The only way is through Almighty God who have all the power through his son, Jesus Christ. So don't let man deceive you with vain words because they're they preaching what folk want to hear. They even preaching, it's your thing, do what you want to do. That's not God. But there's a, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. But because of these things, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Did you hear that? Now, ask us not to let no man deceive us, or he told us with vain words. Because if you do not, these things cometh the wrath of God woo, upon the children of disobedience. You mess around and have a real bad accident. God been protecting you before. And you've been driving like an idiot for years and got away with it. No tickets, no accidents. But now, you done had a bad wreck and done injured yourself real bad. You're in a wheelchair now. You, you, you done knocked a big split in the back of your head and some of your brain leaked out. They put it back together and everything, but you're not the same. You can't even talk no more. The wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. You don't want none of that. Seven says, be not ye therefore partakers with them. I know you're not teaching the truth. I can't hang out. The senior bishop and I used to go to churches. He invited over there to preach. <laughs> and they over there with all the craziness and the spirit of God wasn't there. Bishop will hold his finger up in the air and start tipping out of there and look at me. Come on, Barbara. And I get up and walk out of there. He said, Barbara Mack, if God is not in it, I don't want none of it. You're not going to get me over here for God to use the gift that he gave me so you can pimp these people and you don't mean God nothing. I can't do him like that. And I learned, I learned from that. If God is not in your house, if that's his house, I'm not in there either. I'm gone. Say what you want to say about me. I know when the spirit of the Lord is abiding, one thing you're going to feel is presence. Then he's going to begin to speak to you in some way, some form of fashion. He's going to let you know I'm not in here. And the spirit in you will not agree with the spirit that's in there. Yeah. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. I'm not inviting no Jehovah Witness in here to my having no coffee. 
No, you're not welcome up in here. <laughs> uh-uh. How can two walk together except they agree? I don't agree with you. We ain't going nowhere. Not even up in here for coffee. No, sir, no, ma'am. The only way I'm talking to the Muslim is God has me, he's using my mouth to speak to them. But it would be no bean pies up in here. We, we're not coming up in here talking about Ramadan. Uh-uh, I, I don't have nothing to do with that. I have something to do with Pentecost, Andrea Stenner, but I want nothing to do with no Ramadan. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness. Look, he said, but you were sometimes darkness. He didn't say you was in darkness. He said you were sometimes darkness. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You heard what he said. For you were sometimes Darkness, not in darkness, but you yourself was the darkness. The light shined and darkness comprehended it not. You you didn't you didn't understand. Up on it. But now ye the light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Walk like you got Jesus. Walk like you know. Act like you got him. Act like you know his spirit. Act like you got the Holy Spirit. And it's not an ACT, it's not a real act. It's your activities of how you behaving. How are you behaving? What are you doing? I had some dreams last week, and one of them, I, I got to be honest with you, one of them, I, 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 I don't know whether to call the person. Or, I sent them a message and told them I had a dream. And when they respond back in a way, I got to be honest, I was happy. Because I know they're about to lose something they truly love. Oh, they're about to lose something that means the world to them. It's got to go. See, see, and I'm going to share this this morning right quick. We cannot thinking we doing right and we prayed about it. Listen to me. Before you put your lips on me, go ahead and pray about this thing and ask God to really show you. Lord, don't let me judge her. Lord, I I I need you to show me her. Because I, I, I don't want to put my lips on her and, and I don't want to run away thinking I'm thinking what I'm thinking when you said uh, and what she's saying out of mouth is the truth and you brought it forth from her for me. Don't let me do that. Because look like she's not doing the right thing over there. I don't know, but it just don't look right. It, 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 I don't know. It don't feel right. Lord, I, I need you to help me before I step out in my flesh in judgment. Because look, why you're doing all this undercover stuff? Because see, some people can't come out. They can't press that number. Well, they can't let me see their number. In the studio, because they know what they done said about me. <laughs> Some people can't come in under me over on Facebook or nowhere else because they know what they done said about me. But we got to pray. Yeah. I'll just put my lips on uh, deacons. Hey, I got to know. 
And if God showed it to me, I'm going to say it. If God showed it to me, I'm going to speak it boldly. Why? God said it. It's not my judgment. It's not my flesh. It's not what I think. Yeah. Well, we were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the law. Walk as children of light. What do people see when they see you coming? Do you know when I go to a store, the store fill up? It's that growing spirit. Do you know the store can be empty, the employees just having a nice time, everything cool, you know. They just got their, you know, music going in there and they stocking and it's peaceful. I show up in there, all of a sudden they got to work. He was over there on our six stocking and now he got to leave that and go to the register. Registers open now because when I walked up in there, I blessed the store. Huh? I walked up in there and the store began to be blessed. They were ringing up, bam, 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 bing, bing, bing. Oh, they doing it in there now. Yeah. They got to go back and more stock in us and just stock because the people came in. I remember I was in a family dollar. There was a lady who worked there, and her name was Barbara. And the store, <laughs> I went in there, and the line was so long. She had, she was the manager. She had to come out the back and open a register. And I got in her line because it appeared to be shorter. And I'm talking to her, and people in front of me, but I'm talking to her. And I began to tell her what God told me to tell her about a retirement right there in front of everybody. Some people that she was waiting on didn't want want her to hurry and ring them up because they wanted to hear the rest. What I told Barbara in a matter of about a year it took place. Anybody would have ever told she would have retired that quick, I'd have called you a liar. Barbara was up and out of there. He spoke it. It came to pass. Do you hear me? So when we go in places, because we are the children of light, we go in blessing. Let us get together and start uh, saying negative things about Walmart. Let us all get together and start talking negative about Walmart and rebuking Walmart and telling them we want them out of here and see them Walmart close down. Your mouth would be wide open looking crazy because Walmart got to go. We the children of light. We are no longer the darkness. We also have power of life and death in our tongue. But we be careful what we say. We're careful. Because if you speak that on them, it's going to come to pass. And sometimes it comes to pass when you don't want it to. You don't forgave them, you don't move them, but you spoke that on them, here it comes. This is why we be careful. And verse 9, it says, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. And this, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. You're going to demonstrate the fruits of the spirit as the children of light. Yeah, you, 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 you're going to do them because that's in you. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, God, we thank you. Thank him this morning. We're going to get on down there now. We're going to get on down there. Because look what he said. When we go down to uh, uh, Ephesians 22, we're going to go back up to 10, but let's look at 22. Wait a minute. I got the wrong one. I'm sorry. Galatians. I'm sorry. Galatians 5 and 22. Let's look at that right quick. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to help us all because we need to go there. We all need to be reminded. I tell you, when this comes forth, it don't just come forth for you and I'm excluded. For me first and after me, God bless us all. Yeah, but I did it first. Yeah, because he's talking to me first because I heard it first. But look what he said about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5 and 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, 23 says meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Yeah, there is no law. Look now, the fruit of the Spirit, he told us back up here in Ephesians 5, he told us up here now about that love. Yeah, we got to have it. He said, walk in love. We got that love is a big thing for God is love. That was one of the first things he told us that the fruit of the spirit is love. Joy, peace, and with that long suffering, that's where we had a problem. Patience. That's where we had a big problem. God, I've been going through this for two weeks now. You're going to let me out of this. Lift the burden today, Jesus. You don't have been suffering, long suffering, you're calling it, for two weeks. What if you had to long suffer for 20 years? You had to go through this for 20 years. How long had that woman, and, and I don't know if she belonged to God at the time, but how long had she suffered with that issue of blood? Sometimes we're going to go through some things, and it's going to take a while. Yet, love, joy, peace, long suffering, and yet we're going to be gentle. We're going to do what's good. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to remain meek. We're going to have temperance. We're not going to change. We're going to remain the same. We're not going to get rowdy with nobody. But this one, let's look at 24 of, of Galatians 5 and 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections, I mean affections and lust. This is how you can do the long suffering. This, this is how you can do the fruit of the spirit. You can love, you have joy and peace and long suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith, meekness, temperance. This is how you're going to have it. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory. See, I'll look over here. Look, look, look what I'm doing. You heard what I said to them. Didn't that sound good? You're a fool. That's what you are. 
Let us not be desirous of vain glory. Uh-uh. I don't want nobody pumping me up, lifting me up, talking me up. No, 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 no. I don't want to think more of myself than I ought to. Because in due time, if I do anything, God will do it. I want him to do it because I always want to let you know, this is not my way, it's his way. This is not my will, it's his will. This is not my word, it's his word. I can't take no credit. When he speaks in my mouth, any of your situation, and you know I wasn't there, I had no way of knowing, it's not me, it's him. I can't take his glory. I can't put myself up on a pedestal. Hey, look here, y'all bow down to me. Peter and that boy told me, hey, hey, oh, no, 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 get up, get up, get up. Uh-uh, no, don't, don't, don't do no bowing. We give him the glory. We give him all honor. And we give him all praise because that thing I'm doing is vain. It, it's no good. And I don't want none. I don't want to desire it. He says, provoking one another, envying one another. That'll come about. Somebody said, well, I wish I was like her. Oh, I wish I could do that. Oh, she got that. Oh, I, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be envious of nobody, jealous of nobody. I don't want to provoke nobody. None of that because it's not worth it. Let God be God and you sit down somewhere and be humble. All I am is a worker. I'm a servant. That title, that office of evangelist, all that simply says to the world, I am a worker. I know they don't fool people or when evangelists. Come, you feed them good, you hotel her up real good, you get a chauffeur and driver. Now, look here, that represents W-O-R-K, work. That represents this. When you want to go to sleep, you got to be awake, allowing God to use you. It might be early Sunday morning and you want to sleep in, but the phone rang, you got to wake up and ask it. And you got to answer praying in yourself to God that, Lord, give me what they need. And it can't be grudgeful. You can't be angry about it. You got to be happy. What you got to be joyful, peaceful, huh? Love. Got to have them fruit of the spirits doing what they got to do. Might be late Sunday afternoon and you and, you know, you... You're reading something, and the book getting good till your phone rings. You got to answer that phone. And it can't be grudgefully. It's got to be love and joyful and peaceful that you answer that phone. Yeah. Because what it says, not 10 says proven. Well, let's go back up to nine. For the fruit of the Spirit is up in all goodness and righteousness and truth. If you walk in that fruit of the Spirit. Ten says provoking, I mean, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. How many times heard me say pleasing and acceptable unto him? We can't do our own thing. We got to do the things that he can accept. And I promise you, he's only going to accept what's holy, what's righteous. When you come to him repenting, he forgives you. You're no longer dirty. You're no longer dirty. Yeah. 
proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. If you pray and get in the word, you're going to find out. You're going to prove to yourself what he accepts. You ain't got to go on my word and nobody else's word. You're going to prove it to yourself. Be ye holy for I'm holy. The fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. You're going to prove that to yourself. 11 says that we have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Now look, I, I'm not going to have no, no, no fellowship with you and you doing wrong over there. You stealing. I just can't have fellowship with that. I know you're lying to your husband. You're lying to, I, I, I just can't be part of that. that that's, that's not good. Yeah, that that that's the works of darkness. I'm not gonna cheat on the job. This one for you, and that one for me on the job. That's the work of darkness, and it's unfruitful. Works of the darkness, but rather reprove them. I'll show you. I got to show you whether that's wrong to steal at the cash register. That's wrong to steal at the meat department. You got five pounds of shrimp, but you rung it up for two pounds. That's wrong. I got the hookup. I had some cousins. Oh, boy, Woolco. Anybody remember Woolco? Like Woolworth, but it was called Woolco. I had a cousin work there, and I go through there. She said, bring a dollar through the line. I need you to get me some stuff and get anything you want. I go through there and buy $200 worth of stuff and give her a dollar. And come out the store with all them people's stuff for a dollar. Robbing them. Unfruitful works of darkness. Today I got to reprove it. I got to let you know, no, nah, I, I can't be a part of the food stamp selling. I used to do that too. I used to buy the food stamp, sell the food stamp. Yeah, I can't be a part of that. I can't be a part of selling my children for income tax. Unfruitful works of the darkness. I can't say I'm going to do something and have do it to get your money and I'm through. And when you come back to me, I don't know what you're talking about. Unfruitful works of dollars and have no fellowship with that, he said, or rather reprove them. He didn't say it, he said them, the ones that's doing it, the ones that's stealing, cheating, lying, fornicating, committing adultery. Hey, hey. he said, but rather reprove them. I got to tell you're wrong. But it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Do you know it's some things that folk them done in the dark? It's just a shame. And guess what? I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to get with the ones who not even talk about it. But it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Ooh, if I was selling children, if I was, uh, I, I was told this morning about the man who shot the little boy in the car in California. I don't know what took place. I didn't read it. Somebody told me about it. And after he shot that up, he turned around and walked up to another car and started shooting off. <laughs> Jesus, start shooting off in that car. Mine gone. 
completely gone. So today, if I didn't have God, I just couldn't be out there. No way possible. I would be scared to death to drive unless I rode in a tank. You know, the military tank. That's the only way I could go out there. Because what I'm seeing is it just happening for no reason. The devil killing and stealing, stealing the minds of the people. He's been doing that. People don't even know their minds are gone, and he's controlling what they're doing. But they think it's them. Yeah. But I thank God today, even in Satan, I have one more move. Wherever I got to go, I have one more move. He's going to keep me. He's going to protect me. He is going to keep me from all hurt, harm, or danger. Oh, yeah. No calamity shall come down my dwelling. I remember telling a young lady that, and she thought it was the funniest thing that she had ever heard. Okay, then, Louis. <laughs> so, look, when I explained it to her, and she found out what it really means, every time I turned around, she was using that scripture. Yeah, that's the word of God. No calamity shall I do it. And she started to be that. Well, you know, no calamity should come now, my dwelling. I thought to myself, I remember the time when you thought it was the funniest thing you ever heard. You didn't understand. And as we hear, we'll laugh at it. We'll say, oh, man, Sister Barbara done bumped her head. I, I kind of like this lady a little bit, but the stuff she be talking is too far out there. She. No, she kind of loony to you know. Uh, <laughs> Brother Mike and I get together. Uh, Brother Mike Kim and I get together, and we have some laughs. And uh, he called me, and we had some laughs. And he said, Sister Bob, when I first heard you, I thought you was crazy. <laughs> and then I started laughing. Yeah, because of this. Sometimes it's some things you never before. Sometimes it's some things you never knew about. And when you hear it, it's like, what? This is some foolishness. You'd be like, this is some fog and noggle. That's what my friend Danielle Brown say. This is some fog and noggle. That's what this is. But as you continue on, and as you continue to seek God, he come. He'll explain things to you. He will show you things that you can do. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's just a matter of if you want to do it or not. It just simply boils down to if I want to be right, if I want to do what's right or not. That's what it simply comes to. And we make the choice. We make the choice uh, whether we decide to do what the flesh is to do or whether we make the choice to obey God. It's up to us. But if we really seek in God and we really want God, we will continue to find him. We will continue to seek 
what it is he would have us to do. And some of us have gone through some hard days. Yes, Lord Jesus. Now, I can't remember really having hard days that severe when I was in prison. And that's, that, that's a hard life. I'm telling you now, it's not easy. But because God allowed me, because he knew in the month of September, in the year of 1993, he knew I was going to accept him. He went in before me and made it like it had never been before. Uh, you would have thought uh, I was on some kind of girl campus. You never would have thought it was prison. You didn't hear about cuttings and stabbings and all this. You, you, you didn't hear a lot of that. That had gone on before now. And I'm sure when I left, it went on again. But you, you didn't hear a lot about that. And for some reason, I was at, the people had respect for one another. Yeah. The younger women had respect for the older women. I can remember they, they had a dorm, and in this particular dorm, there were girls 18 to, like, let's say, 25 or 24. And there were a few young girls there, and they, you know, they saw me, they heard, you know, about the things I did and would do and this kind of thing, and they wanted to hang out. Because they, they, they needed some mothering. They, they needed somebody to teach them the right things to do. Because the wrong things is what landed them in prison. Some of them did not have a mother. Mother died when they were very young. Some of them had a mother and she was strung out on drugs. So she was, she was never a mother. Because after the baby was born, she continued her life of drug abuse alcohol abuse, whatever it was. So these young women was looking, not all of them now, not all of them, but only a few, they was looking for a better way, a better life. And uh, I had one to come one day and she said, hey, I said, hey, she said, you Barbara Mack? I said, yeah. She said, they call you Big Mac. I said, uh-huh. She said, Big Mac. I said, yeah. She said, I heard you you invented a charge and uh, didn't have a name for it yet, and they had to find a name for your charge. How, how did you do that? And I explained to her, I was home raising children, and I needed some money. And this come to mind, and I tried it, and it worked. Every time I would try it, it would work. And I kept couldn't do it until I got out of control. And I, I kept going to court. They kept busting me. I kept going to court. They kept giving me another chance and another chance and then, until they just got tired of giving me all these chances. And said, we got to show her. She don't believe what we say. So we got to put it into action so she can see. Now, once they go into action, we believe she'll never come back here again. And that's exactly what happened. After they sentenced me to them three years over at FCI, Florida Correctional Institution, I never went back no more. Oh, no, I never did write no more, nothing to go back. Oh, no, I was done then. 
The example was enough for me. And look, God was there the whole time. Even when I'm sharing with these young women what not to do and how to carry themselves. That was one, she come over, she was from Africa. And I'm talking about an original African woman, fresh out the African country, you could say. Spoke the language. This girl could do hair braided and she could do that makeup to perfection. She come over to talk to me. During this time, now listen, I, I didn't know about ministry really. I, I, I didn't know about ministry. I didn't really know uh, the deepness of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know about walking in the Spirit. Uh, I knew some scriptures and things, but you know, I had that form of godliness, and I was yet denying the power thereof. I, I really didn't believe in tongue talking. You know, there were some things missing. But yet, God could use me the little bit he used me. Because when I was a sinner, Christ yet died for me. I belonged to God. He made me for his pleasure. He knew me before I even entered my mother's womb. So I remember days you know, that in prison, I would just be excited and happy. Nothing great had gone on. Nobody had sent me money because, see, I didn't ask my family for nothing. Mm -mm, Don't send me nothing. (laughs) I'm going to make a way for myself. I'm going to hustle. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. That's what I'm telling myself, and I made a way. Yeah. God bless me. That's affected everything about you. I release unto you the approval of the Holy Ghost. Be baptized. Thank you, Father. Huh? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. God, God said he's going to do something in your house. Uh. <laughs> God said he's doing it in the house. I don't know what's going on, but he sent me here tonight to let you know. Hey, I don't know. He's heard your prayers. He's seen your tears. Ah, Jehovah Shammah is at that house. Jehovah Shammah. Jehovah Shammah is at that house. It's a new day for you. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Get those hands up. Get those. Reach high. Reach, reach, reach. Reach high. Reach high. Reach high. I feel a hunger. I feel a hunger in your spirit. God said he's going to feel the hunger. He said, I just want more of you, Jesus. I just want more of you. You've been designated as the dear. You get a box of stuff from home. But they let you. You, even tonight, shall feel a wind of glory in your home. The Spirit of the Lord said, get on your knees, get on your knees at home and get ready to feel the wind of God's glory. Feel the wind of God's glory. Thank you, Father. Destiny. A new place in the Holy Spirit. A new level. Ah. Old things are passed away. Hold all things become new. Thank you, Father. Everyone repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I trust in this process. 
I trust you to take me to a place in you that I've never gone in before. My faith is so broad tonight until I'm going to believe you for anything and everything. I'm going to leave this space right here right quick just for you to talk to Jesus, for you to tell him what that anything and that everything is. Thank you. Get ready to talk, yeah? He longs to hear your voice. While you're talking to him, he's talking back then it's already done. While you're talking to him, he's talking back. I did that too. I did that too. I did that too. I've covered all of that. He's talking back then, but that's the, is it, today is the expiration date for that thing. Yes. Now it's a new thing in Christ Jesus. If you believe that by faith, and the Bible said according to your faith. Your faith. Not my faith, but according to your faith. Uh, so be it unto you. Yes. We're getting ready to have a Holy Ghost powwow. <laughs> you believe that God has heard your prayers, if you believe that you're getting out of your seat, walking down to this hour, was a testament of your faithfulness to God's word, then you're getting ready to praise him. And from this day on, whatever that thing, hear Holy Spirit, whatever that thing was that you asked God for, you will not ask him for it anymore. He said in in Exodus 14, For the Egyptians who you have seen today, you shall see them again no more forever, for the Lord shall fight for you. You have seen today, you shall see it again no more forever, for the Lord has fought for you. So you will not ask for that particular thing again anymore. Not that. But since you've asked him by faith, and since you believe by faith, then for the next 30 seconds, I want you to praise God as if the Holy Ghost just dropped in your spirit and told you it was done. Come on, come on and praise Him. Whatever it is, come on and praise Him. Whatever it is, whatever it is, reach up in the heavens and praise Him. Reach up in the heavens and praise Him for whatever it is. Whatever it is, and Father, we thank you that by the power of the Holy Spirit, it is already done. Because you're here at the altar, and God has done something brand new, then the synergy of the connection of all of you here at the altar is that the Holy Ghost has done what he said he would do. So what I need you to do, testify to somebody, someone at the altar and tell them my God has done what he said he would do. Come on. With spiritual indignation. 